What is the Podcast of Matrix? The Podcast of Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to the Animal Academy podcast. I'm Allison White, and I'm a licensed clinical social worker who specializes in the human-animal connection. This podcast will showcase professionals who share their areas of expertise in an ongoing series of interviews, and you are there. Their input, stories, and knowledge will help us all understand that we are the ones that actually end up learning from the animals. This is the Animal Academy Podcast. Hi, welcome to the Animal Academy Podcast, hosted by me, Allison White, a licensed clinical social worker and longtime animal enthusiast. Today, I would like to share my background story so you have a better understanding of why I've chosen the featured guests on upcoming episodes and the services available for our animals. Many years ago, when I was in graduate school at St. Louis University, I decided to train my dog in obedience. I was reluctant at first because I was concerned it might be boring or punitive, and I wanted to have fun with my puppy. I was surprised at how much fun obedience class was, and it was the beginning of a fun ride. My first lesson learned was that the instructor's teaching style could either make or break that learning experience. I will be speaking with some of my original obedience instructors in future episodes, so please join us to hear about how to create a fun learning experience for our dogs and some of the tricks of the trade. This obedience class and the people I met actually encouraged me to compete in obedience, which I did for many years. Then the world of agility competition opened up to me and added another fun way to connect with my dogs. Through training, teaching classes, and traveling to agility competitions, I became hooked on the agility bug. While training in obedience and agility, I also learned how to show my dogs in confirmation. Thank goodness I had mentors in the field who could help guide me and also help groom and show my dogs as needed. As a newbie, there was a huge learning curve, and I had to depend on those with more knowledge to help me through the process. In future episodes of the Animal Academy podcast series, you will hear from some of my mentors who continue to be active in the dog world. One thing that I learned quickly as a part of my training was the importance of staying physically fit and in good physical condition to be competitive, and more importantly, so they would not be injured when doing performance events. Even though I had the best intentions and I thought I was doing everything needed to keep my dogs in shape, there was an agility trial that changed the course of my own training. It took me out of the competition world for quite some time and introduced me to the world of canine rehabilitation and orthopedic surgery. I will never forget that day, during that agility trial with my Golden Retriever charity. She ran a perfect run, but started limping after the last jump. I carried her off the field and saw a canine orthopedic specialist. I remember he shook his head and said the best option was to do surgery, but she might be in pain and not be able to jump afterwards. The second option would be no surgery, but a long rehabilitation with no guarantee she could do any running or jumping. Now, I'm not one to be afraid of something that requires work if it means that my animals will be pain-free and have good quality of life. 
I chose this option. I met with a veterinary rehabilitation specialist who used acupuncture, massage, the underwater treadmill, and other forms of treatment to help reduce the pain and swelling. I also took Charity to see a nationally acclaimed rehabilitation specialist who works with canine athletes. I was really hopeful that I could accomplish this goal with my dog who loved nothing more than chasing a tennis ball and leaping into the air. The rehabilitation process, just like with people, is long. We had to take very small steps with some setbacks along the way. Future guests on the Animal Academy podcast will talk about their expertise with canine rehabilitation and the importance of prevention, setting up small incremental steps, and treatment planning. When I was initially told that my dog may never be able to jump again, there was a grieving process. I thought about the goals that I had set and the accomplishments that I wanted to achieve. It was devastating to think that this injury may be the end of her career when she loved to jump. I did everything I could to help my dog during the rehabilitation process, and it worked. With the help of other professionals who believed in us, we were able to successfully achieve the goal of pain-free quality of life, which allowed my dog to jump and have fun again. This rehabilitation process took over a year, but I have no regrets. When I finally decided to retire my golden retriever from performance events, I knew it was the time to then take another step. I decided to train her to be a therapy dog, and after certification, we volunteered by visiting kids at a local children's home, at a woman's homeless shelter, and at a behavioral health organization where I also worked. The joy that my dog gave other people gave me such a sense of appreciation for the value of the human-animal connection and the benefits that could be shared with others. I found that my dog's visit at the children's home was able to reach these kids in ways that others could not. She seemed to know which kids needed the attention the most and would slowly go up to these kids with her tail wagging and a smile on her face and allow these kids to brush her and talk to her like they wouldn't always do with other people. I left those visits with a sense of peace and gratitude. My dog was always exhausted at the end of a visit, and during the drive home, I would often hear her snoring in the back of my van. I decided to take on another challenge at the risk of being too stagnant. I took my dog to Atlanta, Georgia, to be tested for the Animal Assisted Crisis Response Team. She passed the temperament and obedience test with flying colors. The hardest part of the test was what came next, which was making sure we both had the skills to handle traumatic situations during a disaster while providing comfort. We both passed that test, which gave me a huge sense of accomplishment. I could continue on and on talking about how much I've learned from my own animals. I am also an advocate of allowing our pets to experience what activities they were bred to do. For instance, I took basic herding lessons with my Shelties so they could experience what it was like to use their herding instincts. This opened my eyes to the importance of working with our dogs as a team to accomplish a specific goal. The lesson learned from teaching my dogs was that they were the ones who actually taught me. My dogs knew what to do, and I had to get out of the way. My role was to be a guide to help them use their instinct to herd the sheep. The lessons ended up really being aimed at teaching me the skills to help my dog. I also did field work with my golden retrievers, and again, I had to learn how to help them use their own instincts to accomplish a task that they were bred to perform. In future podcasts, we will speak with experts in those areas 
to learn more about how to use our animals' instincts in a positive way. Over the years, several of my dogs experienced other sports-related injuries or health issues that required tedious management of symptoms, especially as they aged. I learned yet another lesson. Anything, human or animal, that you give your heart and soul to, but then neglect yourself, may result in what is known as compassion fatigue. During a particularly extended illness with one of my golden retrievers, I became totally depleted, one of the signs of compassion fatigue. It's easy to fall prey to this while caring for others' needs while neglecting your own well-being. Shortly thereafter, I identified that I, myself, was a victim of compassion fatigue. Look for a future episode that is dedicated to compassion fatigue. The most difficult part of owning a pet is having to face the fact that they will not be with us forever. Our animals are with us for such a short period of time, but I like to think that they pack as much love, compassion, and joy into our lives that will keep us filled up for our own lifetime. One of the hardest things that we face as animal lovers is when we have to say goodbye to our beloved pet. I've had to face this experience many, many times, and it's always so difficult. In future podcast episodes, we will talk to other specialists in the field of pet loss and bereavement, as well as animal hospice care and the difficult decision regarding euthanasia. My life with animals began when I was seven years old. This initiated an evolution in my life that took me from being a shy seven-year-old into an adult who has had so many positive experiences as a result of my connection with my animals. For the past five years, I have been part of the Veterinary Social Work Certification Program at the University of Tennessee. This program, although very difficult and emotionally challenging at times, has been a tremendous learning opportunity for me. It has also connected me with other professionals in the field of the human-animal connection. This episode of the Animal Academy podcast exemplifies my role as the conductor in an ongoing symphony of animals, the professionals that channel their abilities, and love. I look forward to you listening to not only this podcast series, but the wonderful music made by the very special people from a variety of disciplines that have changed the animal landscape as I have experienced it throughout my life. I want to hear your stories. Visit AnimalAcademyPodcast.com and tell me about the music you and the gifted animals you have encountered have created during your life. This is the Animal Academy Podcast specializing in the human-animal connection. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Animal Academy podcast. Detailed contact information and links for each of the guests and resources provided inside this episode can be found at my website, animalacademypodcast.com. I'm Allison White, licensed clinical social worker specializing in the human-animal connection. Let's share and learn from the animals in the next episode of the Animal Academy podcast.